Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Moonlight, where it's not a phase to play Roblox with your best friend's weird son slash Colin Robinson's nephew. In this episode, some shit goes down in New Jersey. Woo! Yes, finally. Um, the boys are heading to Sean's family cabin in Pine Groves. The girls are watching Mamma Mia and Guillermo is hosting a family dinner. What could possibly go wrong? Except everything, probably. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Uh, so my name is Caitlin, and um, I found that it's very difficult to explain to your mother why you're calling a grown man baby boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's not easy. That's not easy. It's also a plug for you to take our U quiz, um, yeah. so that we can match you with one of our favorite blower bows from our shows. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, my mother took it, and she said what do you mean by baby boy? And I just started laughing. And she goes, no, please tell me. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. Just go with okay. it. Just go, just with, go it. with it. Hello. Oh, who are you? Hello. Hi. Hey. Anyway, Caitlin, what are your immediate... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Emberlyn is... That's me. I'm Emberlyn. Um, I just... My self-care activity, essentially, for the day was I bought my cat a stroller, and <laughs> I'm putting it together right now, and I'm going to take it for a walk after this, and I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for you and Manny. Yeah. And for you, because when you come down, you'll be able to, you'll be able to, oh, you know, take him I'm for gonna a walk. I'm going to be such, I'm going to be a big city cat mom. I should note that I accidentally doubled all of my Amazon orders the other day. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So I have two strollers. Um... So what I'm hearing is you need another cat. That's what I'm hearing, too. Because um, otherwise, what are you going to do with that empty stroller? Yeah, that doesn't seem to be what my partner is hearing, but um, I'll make him hear it in time. Cle clean his ears out, and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin. Actually, wait. that stroller's for me when I come down. Yeah. That's a lot of walking. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I will be pushing Caitlin in the stroller, and then my partner will be pushing the cat, and um, they're our kids now. We've adopted them. So. <laughs> Finally. Yes. So, um, speaking of people's weird kids, uh, <laughs> Caitlin, what were your immediate reactions to the Pine Barrens episode? Oh, my immediate reaction was, Shawnee! <laughs> I was so excited when Sean showed up immediately in this episode again. Uh, three episodes in a row, we have our favorite human neighbor. Uh, he's here, and I love him. Yeah. I just love him so much. I could go on and on about him, but I was really excited that he was here again. Um, I really couldn't have predicted what happened in this episode at all. Uh, I literally yelled, what is happening? Like, twice yeah. throughout this episode. Yeah. Uh, because I couldn't believe it. And I just love that every week they get into some more weird shit and I just never know what to expect. And that's why I like this show. Yeah, I love that Sean has kind of become, like, a reoccurring character to the extent that, like, he's been in three episodes in a row. Like, yeah. as somebody who has also spent the last, like, two <laughs> episodes of this podcast praising Sean for just being Sean, um, yeah. it makes me happy that he's back again. Like, more Sean for the rest of the season, honestly. That is the goal. He could just be in their house, no explanations needed, and yeah. I'd be so happy. I'd be like, yeah, perfect. Yes. This next couple of episodes should contain multitudes of Sean. Um, if the writers know what's good for us and them. Um, 
for me, I think it's just gotten to the point where I truly just don't know what to expect from this show anymore. Like, like literally at all. Um, I think that I had some expectations of how things would go in the first couple of seasons. Um, but now it's like, shit just happens every single episode that blows my pants clean off. And I kind of love that. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is genuinely the highlight of my life. I had such a ridiculous day yesterday and Mm -hmm. it like cured me just being able to sit down and watch the wacky antics that take place in in what we do in the shadows. I love that for you. Yeah. So what was your favorite part from episode seven? I know we have a pretty long list here. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll start with the fact that because this really is special to me for so many reasons, the fact that Nadja's favorite movie is Mamma Mia. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Wow. Like, I knew she was my person. Like, I knew I loved her from the moment I saw her, Your Honor. Um, but now I know why on, like, a whole new level, because it's one of my favorite movies. I think it's everyone's yep. favorite movie, so I don't want to be like, I'm special, it's my favorite movie. But, like, as somebody who wore overalls and, like, basically cosplayed Donna to go see Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, um, when yep. it came out in theaters, I, this is really special to me. Like, mm, I love her, I just want to be her best friend. Like The second that she said, uh, they were watching Mamma Mia, I was like, this, everyone's gonna lose her shit. <laughs> and I did! And so I good. did! I literally screeched, Mamma at the top of my alarms, like, <laughs> people heard me from the other room. It was great. Um, and then anything, of course, where Sean was involved, I know we've talked about this already a bunch, and we will many times more, but... Correct. I just want to say, if Sean has 100 fans, I'm one of them. If Sean has 10 fans, I am one of them. If Sean has one fan, it's me. If Sean has no fans, I've descended to the part of hell where all the fun gay people allegedly are. <laughs> I love this man with everything I have. Yes. Oh, I just, you, he like I said, the second he graces the screen, I'm just instantly happy. I just love him. <laughs> I, same. Like the, and then the scene with him and Colin Robinson, where they're oh my in God, the woods yeah. together hunting. And <laughs> Colin Robinson starts talking about mashing, smashing the wall, and Sean adjusts the gun on his back because he's like, is this kid going <laughs> to literally kill me? Um, it was heartfelt, but also hilarious. Um, it's great to see two of my favorite, one of my, two of my favorite characters now together in a scene. Like, I wasn't expecting that for this season yeah. and I kind of loved it um and then something else I loved and I'll talk about more is just Naja and Guillermo's relationship developing deeper into a true friendship mm-hmm. um but more on that later um Sean being hypnotized again and then playing Roblox with Tom Robinson <laughs> in the back seat just took me the hell out like they're just <laughs> the, in the misery on both Laszlo and uh Nando's faces like <laughs> And then, of course, Laszlo's multiple pronunciations of silly words, um, or silly pronunciations, I guess, of normal words. Um, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> to me. Um, but those are mine. How about you? I know you have a bunch, too. I have a bunch, and if uh, I think we have a lot of the same answers. Like, when we were we were both in our notes last night separately, but I was like, we're on the same wavelength, so you're typing exactly what I'm typing at the same time. <laughs> That's <laughs> it great. Was great. So uh, I'll try not to repeat anything, um, but... Just the fact that the boys were having a boys' night and the girls were having a girls' night wasn't something that I thought I ever needed, but I'm so happy that we got it because I feel like it was just so wonderful, uh-huh. but also so necessary on both ends. Um, I love that Nandor and Laszlo got to have an opportunity to clear the air on how much they both actually miss each other and being each other's friends. Um, yeah. I don't think that could have happened in any semi-normal circumstance in their house. Yeah. So I think they really need to go out to the woods in New Jersey with Sean. Babies. Um, and then just the fact that Nadia had a girls' night 
with the guide and little Nadia and Marwa, which I'll talk about later. But I'm just, and they were watching Mamma Mia. I just like it was perfect. Like at this, like things kept happening. I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect. I can't believe this is what we're getting, and I can't believe this doesn't happen more often. Evelyn has put a heart in our Zoom call because that's how much she loves uh, that aspect of the episode. Mm-hmm. I just think she really like I don't I don't really think about the fact that she's like really one of the only she's not the only female character in this show obviously but like she's the only like lead yeah like female lead and I, I kind of forget that like uh she doesn't have like a lot of girls in her life right which is um unfortunate for her and for me honestly as a viewer yeah so um to see her get to like have that like bestie girl time it was just like uh it's so nice because, um, I, I don't know, like, coming off of, like, you and I and our friends, like, we all got together recently, and, like, yeah. just having that, like, girl time after a while of, like, being apart, it was just so nice. Yeah. And you come back, and you're just like, oh, I'm so happy. I love my friends, and I'm happy that Nadia got to have that this episode. So that was really nice. Um, Laszlo seducing the animals in the beginning, and then later the Jersey Devil with his flute, just hearing that weird tone coming from it was so good yeah did you have something to say are you not plugged in (laughs) oh my god what the fuck i kind of i'm gonna i say we keep going (laughs) what is that is that your microphone (laughs) plug it in how have you check your Hey, so this is the part where we find out everyone's microphone has not been <laughs> plugged in this entire time. That's stressful. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. What What is your audacity saying? It's it said my built-in microphone, so let me... Yeah, of course. It's probably picking it up on my laptop, so let me just pause real quick. For the folks at home... Are you pausing, in a moment are you pausing here, your audio? I'm about to. In a moment here, you're going to hear some really nice quality audio. I also feel yeah. like this closet of the house. One moment. And we're back. <laughs> We're back with a microphone. Has emotionally stunted me. I'm sad about it. Um, (laughs) But there was so much wonderful stuff to say in that first couple of minutes that there's no way we can possibly go back and record. Now we're not going to. If it sounds like shit, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not essential. All right. Um. Cool. Cool. So as we were saying, as I was saying, um, your favorite (laughs) things. I really liked uh, Laszlo uh, using his flute to serenade the animals again. That was a fantastic callback to one of my very favorite yes. moments, and I believe it was season one where he just serenades the raccoons. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, that was great. Something about the tone of that flute was just, I don't know if it's a flute or a recorder, but it's he calls it a flute, but it sounds like a really weird kazoo. I don't know what it is, but I enjoy it. I think it's very funny. Yes. Um. I thought it was really funny that Guillermo said he told his family that he got promoted in Primera Bread to working at a train station instead of just saying that he got a different job because he's such a compulsive liar and he's really bad at it. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. He just keeps digging himself holes. Um, Same. (laughs) Like same. In Uh, there. (laughs) uh, Nadja's Laszlo impression took me out. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, my darling. Just the way she says it. I'm like, it's perfect. I love it. Um, and also the fact that she says that he canonically fathered multiple children was just really funny and very Laszlo to me. Especially that it's canonically, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's why he doesn't like it when she watches Mamma Mia. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, 
Nadia loving Guillermo's family, but we I know we're going to touch on that later. Uh, it's just a fantastic element that I wasn't expecting, but I was yeah. enjoying. Um, something I really want to talk about is the ominous music that played while Colin Robinson was saying that he likes to smash holes in the walls. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Yeah, what's down there? Because I feel like as a mockumentary, there usually isn't a lot of music that's added unless it's like, um, right. unless it's like, you know, stuff like living on a prayer or stuff that's like playing. I don't know. It just doesn't happen often or no. it does. And I'm just not paying attention, but it just really kind of, it, it really, uh, what am I trying to say? It it's, just, out of, it, it's out of character for it, the show. Yeah. It just all of a sudden, because I feel like, again, I don't know. I don't, haven't really gone back and watched this show too much a lot, so maybe this does happen and I'm just, like, not paying attention, but it, I really noticed it this time where I'm like, what are they trying to tell us? Yeah, it seems like foreshadowing because, like, it's definitely not something that you hear a lot unless it comes to, like, the exterior shots, like, right yeah. at the beginning of scenes. Like, that's the only time you really hear music in the show, so that's interesting. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, there's, like, the, there's, there is music. That I, can, I can literally hear it in my head, like, their, their main music. And then you got, like, Nadja's theme and stuff like that, but... Uh-huh. I don't know. This this just seemed too like it's not just music for this character or music for the tone. It was we're trying to tell you something. There's something going on here. And I think right. it's worth noting that Colin Robinson is always smashing holes in the walls with a ball peen hammer in his old room. Yeah. Something symbolic is happening. Well, this is what, maybe like the second or third time that there's been a callback to this. Like, yeah. it feels like it's relevant to whatever happens at the end of the season or just in general. Like, yeah, like it's like he's trying to break into who he's going to be or break out of this yeah. character. That he's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know. So- something's happening there. I just needed. Something. I just need. Um people to tell me their thoughts about it please um because it's intriguing uh when during the girls night when <laughs> they all fall down at some point because they're all just drunk with laughter and alcohol but mm. when the doll little Nadia falls off the chair it was just really funny to me I don't know why just seeing the little girl just the little thing go pew like off the back of the chair was really funny and then also later when the guide is holding her in her lap um, I just really yeah. enjoyed that. I thought that was very sweet. Um, and then also, uh, most notably, I really loved Guillermo's family being totally chill about him being gay and uh, yes. immediately accepting him and being like, nah, man, we knew. We've known this entire time. Like, it's all fine. Um, you're obviously gay. Don't yeah. know a vampire familiar thing, but, like, you're gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, we're not sure about that, but, yeah, this is fine. Um, yeah. I wasn't worried about their reaction at all because I trust this show. Uh, but it was still really nice to see someone come out to their family and their family being immediately accepting. Um, yeah. So that was nice. It kind of it reminded me of um, Patrick's coming out in Schitt's Creek where yeah. his parents were like, we don't care that you're gay. We just we're just sorry that you couldn't felt like you couldn't tell us or something like that. I don't know. It was yeah. just like it was really well done. And I uh, I love to see it. Yeah, I love to see it. So. Yeah. Those were our favorite moments from this episode, but what are your favorite quotes? Because as per usual, we both have a long list. (laughs) So here I think it definitely makes sense for us to do some comparing notes because I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of the same things. Yeah, I won't repeat the ones that you obviously say. 
I'll leave room for you to respond to those two because I have Fantastic. a feeling there are quite a few. But um, my first is when um, Nander and, and uh, Laszlo first kind of start fighting uh, in the cabin. And uh, Nander kind of has a little bit of a hissy fit. And Laszlo goes, very mature. Just like <laughs> mature. you can kind of hear it very quietly right before the commercial break. And it just like, just made me laugh. Those are the best lines sometimes, the ones that you just barely catch in the background and then it cuts. (laughs) You're like, wait, what did I hear, huh? (laughs) Yes. And it was also just another example of the way he likes to, like, emphasize the parts of certain words that you typically emphasize. So I was like, yes. Mature. Um, And then, of course, a proper female fuckabout. Oh, my God. Immediately. Yes. Into my vocabulary. I can't wait to have a proper female fuckabout. (laughs) Yes. Literally, yes. so good. It's going to be, like, on my next, like, invitation for parties. 100%. Um, and then on that same, uh, in that same category, uh, a good old-fashioned slappy girls night. I uh, missed that one. I love it. I That's love it hilarious. I, have. Um, I originally missed that one, too, but then when I rewatched the episode, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I completely miss a good old-fashioned sloppy girls night. Um, and then when, uh. When Naja calls uh, Guillermo's family fresh, dazzling moonbeams, um, also immediately part of my vocabulary. Peak. Love that. It's so cute. Like, I'm going to start just calling all of my friends that affectionately. It like, was so sweet. I put that in all caps in my notes. It's like, fresh, dazzling moonbeams, love. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Um, When Laszlo says, oh, no, yeah, when Nandor says, when they're fighting, right? Yeah. They're fighting outside now. Um, they, Nandor and Lazlo, they've just kind of had this heart-to-heart about, like, why it seems like there's kind of, like, a little bit of space between them. And Nandor goes, I've missed us. I know. <laughs> I was just like, aww. Like, funny. It's funny, but it's also like, Yow. It's really sad, especially um, considering, so, you know, like, you have friends that sometimes you just kind of are a little distant for a while, but then you, like, catch up. But to live in the same house with someone and miss mm-hmm. them... Ow. <laughs> that that hurts, mommy. <laughs> that hurts. My leg. Um my leg. Um so yeah, that that pained me. It's one of those things where I feel like this episode was a really good example of how this show can be so funny but also so heartfelt all in the same thing yeah. and like not enough to where you're like, okay, this is a serious show now, but not enough to where like they I feel like um they did a really good job of not making like heartfelt moments the butt of the joke yeah which could have easily been done and i'm so happy like that's not a thing here um so it 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 was a really good balance i feel like this episode where like yeah nandor and laszlo are both being really stupid but also oh my god they miss each other like Mm -hmm. it's sad but it's so nice it is sad it's sweet yeah it's sweet i agree yeah yeah um another bigger another quote for me was um nandor i've been crossed by the devil <laughs> the devil <laughs> no but i feel like that line in particular was such a roller coaster and it's such a good example of just like what mary does what matt barry i just said mary and i just combined his names <laughs> um what matt barry does with his lines because it goes nandor i'm double crossed by the devil <laughs> like it goes yes. up and down and up again it's just and it's just so good it's so good he's just like the semantics of that like oh that's all <laughs> that's all crone um and then um 
when uh, Guillermo says, you are my family, Naja. Ouch. Uh, Another example of exactly what you were talking about, Caitlin, where it's like they just know how to like bring a heartfelt moment into everything else that's going on, like yeah. without it being like the butt of the joke. Um, it's just so I don't. I just really feel like that. All, all kudos to the writers because it's so. It's got to be such a hard balance, and like maybe yeah. I think it's really hard because I'm not a writer at all. But mm-hmm. um, I still, I still think it's there's a sweet spot to that sort of balance and they hit it on the head every single time and i'm just like i'm amazed every week of what comes out of these characters mouths because it's always very funny like how could why does this show why does this vampire show make me cry sometimes and then laugh two seconds later like it's so good i know it's a it's a it's a roller coaster but in like a fun way it's like it's it's like if if uh (laughs) it's like a matt berry dialect (laughs) it's just a roller coaster it's great though because it's good to have comedies that you're sentimental about like um with like glee i'll use glee as an example until like my dying day because ryan murphy's (laughs) also my shit list um with glee like i just like wanted bad things to happen to those people like i never was like rooting for anyone in that show they were all my enemies and i didn't have any sympathy for them when they left like the only time i think i ever cried in that show was when Corey monteith actually fucking died in real life and like was justified but like with this show, it's like I do feel genuine emotions and connections to the characters, um, and I'm so glad I get to do that. Like, yeah, that's great. Um, and then I'll—I have so many more, but I'll cut mine short and say that my my favorite line from the entire episode is when Naja and Guillermo are negotiating about um, basically like how to move forward from this whole debacle with the family and uh whether or not Naja will end up ultimately killing uh Guillermo's family and Naja's <laughs> only thing that she really wants besides to have the men out of the house every month so she can have some me time is for them to obtain her a copy of for Guillermo to obtain her a copy of and then she opens the scroll <laughs> mama mia too here we go again and then she <laughs> beams at the camera and it's so cute and it was my favorite line I so. love I I love that so much because she goes some all serious all seriousness to be like I just want them out of the house and I want mama mia too here we go again yes. <laughs> she's just so happy and so excited <laughs> I love her so much a special woman truly uh, she's so, so special how to you? me how about you you had like a bunch of favorite lines too I do um I thought it was really funny that Sean calls Colin cornbread <laughs> he just goes hey cornbread uh when Sean says we dem boys <laughs> because yes. that's such a Sean thing to say and I love him <laughs> just really love him um immediately uh if you've been listening to our uh what we do in the shadows reviews you know that this is a, like a reoccurring thing for me but mm-hmm. every time they refer to Colin Robinson uh Nadia says we really needed a break from Laszlo Nandor Gizmo and the small weird creature that clawed its way out of the abdominal cavity of our deceased former friend Colin Robinson Yes. I swear to God, it gets longer every episode, and it makes me laugh every time. Every episode. It's amazing. I can't wait till, like, episode 10 when someone says it, but it's, like, two minutes later, and they finally finished their sentence about who they're addressing. Yes. She just kept going, and it's like, this is great. I love this so much. That really wiggled my wagon. Um... When they get to... When they get to Sean's cabin, uh, he starts pointing out, like... Um, it's some, I can't remember what type of animal, but it's some animal on the wall that he shot and it's like, he's talking about, uh, it was like his first kill and he goes, it was the first time I ever saw something die, but it wouldn't be the last. And then there's just like a, 
a long hold on him as he looks mournfully into the middle distance as he slowly op- cracks open a cold one. <laughs> and then finally it pans over because someone starts like speaking again. And just something about that hold on him just being like, and it wouldn't be the last. <laughs> was so like... Right. Who hurt you, Shawnee? <laughs> to the point where I thought that was gonna be the central plot line of the episode. I was like, right. are, we gonna go, are we gonna go back to that? Are we gonna, are, are we gonna unpack that? this, or is that just for us to like? Yeah, we're just gonna have to experience that and move on. <laughs> we're just gonna have to assume that's the way things are now. Um, I just thought that was a really funny beat. Um, Laszlo telling Colin Robinson, "Boy, do your thing," and then Colin asks Siri something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like further, like prove his point. Um, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Blah blah blah. Uh, anytime. Oh, just kidding, Siri. Oh no. You can go away now. No. She goes. I didn't get that. Me too. <laughs> uh, serves. Every episode when Colin Robin says, "Hey Lazo, guess what?" Yes. <laughs> it's just really cute. Guess what? <laughs> and every single time, it's just it's so guess unnecessary. What? Guess what? Yes. Colin was telling Sean about how Laszlo didn't want him to grow up as a bald-headed, bald-headed boar, and um, Sean saying, yeah, that's why my dad wouldn't let me watch PBS. And as a PBS kid, I just want to say, hey, that's food. <laughs> I don't think I'm boring. I'm a PBS kid, baby. I think PBS made me smarter than everyone else that was watching Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, and that's that's the the hill I'll die on. I think PBS made me um, the weird good time gal that I am, and I owe it my life. I have a holier than thou like <laughs> um, superiority complex that because I watched Cyber Chase versus like yes. I don't know like Nickelodeon shows when I was a kid because my family did not want to pay for cable. Um, but also because my parents had that pompous, you're going to watch things that matter vibe about them. Um, that's why That's why I've, I'm successful in my life. Yeah, we just straight up uh, couldn't afford cable at the time. So I Same. have Between the Lions. Oh, I love Between the Lions. Literally, GOAT of all the PBS shows. Thank you. So good. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Hanging Re- from a cliff. That's why they call him Cliffhanger. Hello? Yes. Chicken yes. Jane? Yes. Thank you. Because whenever I bring up PBS to people when we're talking about it, they're always like, oh, like Cyber Chase, which I love Cyber Chase. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like whenever I'm like between the lions, people are like, what? And I'm like, what do you mean what? What do you mean what? You what have you not lived what? unless you grew up on between the lions. Like that was yeah. my jam. I feel like honestly, the humor of those shows too is also why I am like this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Start like, the morning with Arthur. Uh, reading rainbow like reading rainbow like come on I come feel on like when okay when that tiktok sound of uh the reading rainbow theme song started i was like i almost wanted to like gatekeep it i'm like do you even know where this comes from do you understand yeah. the significance you of this know the significance of this do you understand no. that this is the reading rainbow also fucking comfy couch big comfy couch <gasps> don't you even don't even don't even look at me oh my god don't even look at me it, that was my i literally i have favorite one some of my i have very vivid memories of like lying like on my back on the kitchen floor being the clock 
like yes me too <laughs> like we did and i just because like you know like her like legs would go all the way up and i remember being like how does she do that and, like trying to like just make my legs go like all the way around the clock oh my god luna it, and molly luna and molly a clown I, and her dolly I, I ha- okay so one time one time yeah one time let me talk about this because people always like have you met a celebrity yes i have because one time she went she was doing a meet and greet at the zoo and my mom took me and i nearly peed myself i was so excited that's amazing oh my god and she was amazing and i'm in love with her and i'm really happy i got to experience that because fuck that show anyway shout out to our pbs kids yes anyway you know (laughs) anyway back to what we do in the show now we're fx kids now this <laughs> was brought to you by pbs um thank big thanks to viewers like you <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh, uh iconic one when laszlo says sounds to me like life goes achieved me old fruit <laughs> me old fruit me old fruit the way Nadia says oh hello <laughs> yes every time love her two more because we can't go on all day about our favorite quotes otherwise we're just gonna be here for the entire episode yeah but when Nadia at the end says i mean who isn't gay and like just doesn't make a big deal about it yep that's very it. funny just, very i mean who is it yeah <laughs> that was really funny and um when laszlo mentions that he hypnotized sean but he's worried that we fucked him i was like you're no worry now that he's messed up like <laughs> Yeah, now. Sean is, he's going to be immune to these hypnotisms. I don't know how much that's going to take. Like, he, um, at the end, at the very tail end of the wedding episode, there was a, there was a credit sequence with Sean and Charmaine, and he low-key remembers the night, because he's like, wait, weren't you there? Like, it's not going to work on him, and like, I I think, I just want Sean to be in the rest of the season, because I just want to know what's going on with his brain. And his brain's going. No, me please. too. Well, when he was like, and that would be the first time regarding somebody seeing somebody die. I keep thinking back. Yeah, in my head and I'm like, did they eat somebody in front of him at one point? Like, like I kind of think. They well, did. Uh, they did kill Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers. They did. In front of him, so. They did, which leads me to believe like that might be what he was talking about. Um, so this is this is why I love this show because like there are things that you think wouldn't be all that important, but they're yeah. like, no, 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 we're not done with this because the brain scramblies could have been the one-off episode and then they totally could have forgotten about it. But the mm-hmm. fact that because of the events of that episode, something's up with Sean. Yeah. I, I love that they just keep it going and it's, but it's the not layers. like, it's not in your face. It's very subtle. Like the long yeah. hold on, it wouldn't be the last, the last time and just ev- everything, every time he gets hypnotized and, I, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me. And I just love him as a character. So the fact that he has this sort of his own plot line going too, mm-hmm. instead of just being, and like he's not just the um, character that you see every so often. Um, yeah. He's not just the neighbor. Yeah, he's not I don't know. the neighbor. Not just the neighbor. I love it. I don't know. I just, I just think it's really interesting. The, the show is layered. I, once again, all of my kudos go to the writers of the show. I owe them my life. Our entire lives. Both of them. Both of them. Something else that's kind of like an honorable mention, I feel like, and you have it written here, and I feel like we do need to talk about it maybe a little bit, is yeah. the way that Guillermo says, not a so good. Oh my god. Mimicking <laughs> yeah. Andor. Like, y'all, just, just, just kiss him. Was he mimicking Nandor? 
I that's how I sensed it was like not this so good like <laughs> not this so good it sounded Italian to me <laughs> did it that's yeah funny. I just thought he I don't know I just I, if he's mimicking Nandor that's even better and I love that read but yeah. I just love he goes he just goes not this so good <laughs> yeah there's no it's reason for that iconic all right so um I'm curious I think the audience is too what song <laughs> should be playing while you fight the New Jersey Devil well, it has been shown in canon that Bon Jovi is listed as New Jersey music. Yes. Um, so I said you give love a bad name. A banger. A banger. <laughs> banger. How about you? I said, um, because this is also New Jersey music, I'd say, and this is kind of what I was expecting. So when I heard Bon Jovi, I was like, oh, same. Um, <laughs> but obviously some Bruce Springsteen. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Dancing in the Dark is what I selected because they kind of did a little bit of a dancey dance with the devil to, like, get him to, like, chill. Um, they did. So that's what I said. What character in this episode do you think is a fresh, dazzling moonbeam? Oh, it is obviously Naja. Um, yes! Forever and ever. Forever. I love her. I'm going to literally, after probably after this call, after we talk, finish up here, go and, like, make a whole playlist dedicated to how much I love her. Please do. Um, because I really laid down my life for this woman. Like, she is everything to me. I am possibly the most in love with her that I've ever been with any woman in my life. And that's saying a lot because my first girl crush was Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. So, like... Which she makes just, sense. She, yeah, doesn't the it? The Fran um, Drescher to Nadia of Antipaxos pipeline. <laughs> it is a pipeline, and I wrote it right to the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am just... I am awe of her. I feel like she just is, like... She just embodies what I want women in television to be presented like. I don't know how to explain to you why that is or what explicitly it is about her that makes me feel that way. I think it's just her personality, her tenacity, um, the plot lines they write for her, everything. I, you know, yeah. like, again, I think that there's a, there's some sort of, like, medium essay there that I ha- will never have time to write. But <laughs> this is all just to say she's my everything. Uh, how about you? Um, I also said Nadja because mm. she was just having a great time this episode. And I've said it before, but she is so weird and I love it like I love that she just gets to be wholeheartedly herself yeah and it's just she's written so well and she's just uh Natasha Dimitrio is just so good at everything she does with Nadia I love it so much um I just I love that she got to have a girls night and I hope that she gets to do that more and that we get to see her have that more and also just everything with her and Guillermo's family. Yeah. It was so good. And I know you have a lot to say about that, so I will chime in there. But I, I just, it was so wholesome mm-hmm. and so pure. And I, oh, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. It's, it's uh, actually very good. Yeah. Not just so good, but it's actually really awesome. It's actually great. <laughs> so with all praise, what character would you like to shoot in the hand? I don't really have one. Um, well, I, I say that every episode because I'm like, they're all my favorites. Because like, I, I mean, because like... ultimately, you never really do have a dis- uh, a character that you don't like truly yes. on the show. I would say whenever there's conflict that can probably easily be resolved, I'm not a fan of those characters. Like, I yeah. need them to work it out. Like, So yep. I said maybe, like, Nandor kind of stressed me out because he was, like, op- not being openly communicated about his feelings, just very aggressive. Correct. First. Yeah. Um, like, just tell your best friend how you feel. And then I yep. know what you said, and I agree with you about what you're going to say. So go. Yeah. On, on the flip side of that, I said Laszlo because he was 
just dismissing Nandor so much and mm-hmm. like really just poor Nandor was such a third wheel on that trip and yeah when, that moment when like <laughs> watching it when Laszlo was like oh my best friend Sean I was just like ah and but then uh, Nandor's right there and he goes Sean is your best friend I was yeah. like oh <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think about that sometimes sorry Nandor and he was just I don't know he was just always kind of like on the outskirts and Laszlo was just always like you know, like in the beginning when Nando's like, are you going to help with the bags? And he goes, I wasn't planning to, no. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it was funny, but also like, come on, you're kind of being a dick. And like, they, I'm not interested in being involved. Yeah, and just third-wheeling Nandor the entire episode. And they both got their issues, and I'm glad they were able to sort of clear the air, even though Laszlo kind of also sucks at communicating all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's kind of like, mm, feelings aren't my thing. Mm-hmm. But... I agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, boys communicate with each other more. and Men go to therapy, I guess. Men go to therapy <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Men go to therapy challenge. <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> We're never going to get that bingo. No. So, uh, <laughs> we obviously have a lot of praise for this um, episode. So, what was your first peak as we go into our peaks and valleys of episode seven? Yeah, so we've been talking about this the whole episode, and I feel like it's just this is kind of the moment in space to really highlight this. But yeah. the friendship development between Naja and Guillermo is like really important and significant in this episode. Yeah. Um, I think, like a lot of us who are viewers, we originally kind of wanted them to come back from London as like besties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it makes me even happier to see that we get to experience them growing into closer friends in real time. Um, they're honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think about their paths through these seasons, they're very much alike in a lot of ways. Yeah. They're both trying to look for this purpose and success in their lives. Um, and I, 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 of course, like at the end of the day, once you could pass like the whole like vampire familiar, like kind of like abusive relationship, it's like, of course they would be friends like at the end of the day. And now that they're getting so close and like, that's something I really appreciate about the last few episodes is like the development of friendships. Um, yeah. So for like the fast the, for the past few seasons, there's been a lot of character development. But strangely, I think what was missing um, that this season is really giving us is a lot of relationship development. Um, there's something really special about this to me because what it tells me is that the writers have really found like the groove for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how to build relationships now and take the characters they've formed and make them into something beyond the blueprint that the original movie laid out where it was like three vampires. They're just roommates. Um, so like from the girls all hanging out together to this like really tense dynamic between Laszlo and Nandor to Laszlo's fatherly relationship with baby Colin Robinson to whatever yeah. the fuck is going down. Um, with Nandor and Guillermo, it just really feels like this is where it's all happening and this is where the relationships are getting really, like, are, are being built and, and people are starting to bond now and I'm really happy that we get to see that and we get to see the growth of the show because of that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think there's been a really big emphasis this season on family. Yeah. Um, Which makes my found family is my very favorite trope ever. Mm-hmm. Heart just, oh, I love it so much. It's to have like like Guillermo said in this show like like I had like you're my family but they're my family too mm-hmm. and or however exactly he said it just just hearing him say that out loud and then he said it a couple episodes ago he goes I have two families to support I'm like they're his family like I love yes. it and just I really think that um it's kind of easy to forget like momentarily 
uh, as you're watching the show that they were all apart for a year. Yeah. That's a long time to go without. Like, even Nadja and Guillermo, like, I clearly they weren't together all that much during their year when they were both over in London. Yeah. Um, and then Nandor was off by himself. Laszlo's by himself raising uh, the creature that called out the abdominal cavity of their former friend, Colin Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, and then just to have them all come together, I feel like um, that time spent apart is really... I think it weighed on all of them in a way that maybe they didn't realize. Yeah. And um, they might not come right out and say it unless you're Nandor who says, I miss us. <laughs> yeah. You know, in that episode, like, I think it's really interesting to see the impact on all of them. Where And with Nadja, she's like, she says, you know, I've never really, really cared for Gizmo, but I love his family. I'm like, you are going along with his story that you're his girlfriend so quick to say that you don't care i saw someone on tumblr um said that nadia and guillermo's relationship is like the dog that your dad never wanted yeah <laughs> and then you end up loving anyway like that's them as a relationship and uh i just thought that was so brilliant and so spot on it was so good um yes. and i just i love where this is going, I hope we get more Guillermo and Nadia scenes together. Also, what a big moment that Guillermo got one of his like talk like talking head scenes with Nadia. Like they're on yeah. the same plane. Like he never has a interview at the same time as one of the others. Like you know, Nadia and Lazlo are always together. Nandor's by himself. Sometimes Guillermo's in the background, but it's always kind of like he's kind of lesser than mm-hmm. like he's just kind of off in the background like no one who cares like clearly the main focus is um nandor and there's even that one gimmick in one episode where he's paired up with uh the naja doll yes. and he's just like is this what we're doing really and then yes. he gets up and leaves um so i thought it was a really big moment because like watching it like when it pans over to show that Naja's there i was like this feels big for some reason it is big it, yeah I yeah agree. And uh, I think it says something that, like, he is finally, like, more comfortable in his own skin now. Like, he's got this weight lifted off of him now that he's come out to his family. And now he's just kind of, like, on the same playing field as the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're all very comfortable in their own skin, uh, for the most part, it seems. And so now uh, Guillermo gets to be that, too. And so I'm excited to see where uh, these last three episodes and the next two seasons take Guillermo in that in that aspect. Me too. Um, it's really special. I feel like in a lot of ways, Guillermo and Nadja's relationship is maybe one of the most important ones in the show because it is overlooked, but like it really yeah. is important because like I feel like Guillermo has been rejected so much, especially by Laszlo and Nadja this first like couple of seasons so I'm going to be really interested to see how their relationship progresses and I think it's going to become like my comfort friendship yeah yeah um so did you have like a first peek yeah I really loved that Marwa got to be a part of girls night yeah it's what she deserves I mean she deserves way more than this but just the fact that she was girl got some time on screen and also just with people she got to spend time and she looked like she was having a great time and I hope that that was Marwa herself having a good time because another really subtle thing that the show is doing is that like Marwa's kind of living in a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but I saw some posts where talking about how um, her voice changes 
yes. from episode one. It's insane. I'll have to link. Um, I'll have to find the post and link them in this episode eventually. But it's so spooky. It's so spooky because she she starts off in episode one. You know, she's talking normal, and then the more brainwashed she gets because she is getting brainwashed by Nandor and his wishes. She gets all light and airy and do 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 do, and her voice uh-huh. is kind of floaty and it's scary dude <laughs> like so i saw scary. like there, like a montage of like clips next to each other and it was terrifying and the actress is doing such a good job like to do that so subtly but also just so i don't know it was just so well done i i enjoyed it so much um not the fact that she's getting brainwashed but just her performance <laughs> but i i really liked that um marwa got to be a part of this episode and a part of the girls night storyline and mm-hmm. just seeing seeing her laugh and be drunk and fall off the couch like the guide and Nadja did and just like watching mama mia with the girlies and yeah. <laughs> really wondering hopefully there's not going to be a twist in this movie yeah. <laughs> so i just thought it was very wholesome and sweet and she deserves the world and i hope that we get to see more of marwa herself as this goes yeah. on, and I'm still very intrigued to see how that's all going to end up. Yeah, I second that. I love her character. I think the actress is incredibly talented. I feel like she's, I feel like she's kind of like, she wasn't who I was. Exp- I thought she was really going to be like a one-off character. Yeah. And now to see like her progression in in this past couple of episodes and kind of the role that she's playing in this season, I'm like, I'm kind of hooked. Like I love her. Yeah. She's um, she's very she's just she became- such an interesting character, and like like you said, like I feel like. She could have easily been not not like a one-off because clearly that's not how they're writing it, but like mm-hmm. not interesting enough. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I feel like both the writing and the performance from the actress. I'm gonna do my very best to pronounce her name correctly, but it's Parisa Fakri, and she's doing a fantastic job. Oh, baby, we love you. We Keep love her. What was your second peak? Um. So, for me, it's just generally just the overt queerness in television that this show exudes. Like, yeah, this show is so unapologetically gay, but not in a way that begs you to accept that it's gay. Like, not mm-hmm. in, like, a token representation of Disney films kind of way. It's just, <laughs> it just is, like, on its on behalf of itself. And I yeah. appreciate that as a queer person. Like, they aren't trying to send me a very watered-down cliche message about being gay, um, to the extent that when um, I kind of noted that there was, seemed like there was going to be like a coming out plot in this episode, I probably would have rolled my eyes if I didn't already expect that it wouldn't be like a whole thing. Like some mm-hmm. shows try to make it, which isn't doesn't mean there isn't a time and a place for that. Um, I just love films and TV where the queerness isn't performative and where I can be fully immersed in the story and not have to be told over and over again that this is like a story about queer trauma because that has its place and it isn't here like this is a mm-hmm. story about queer joy um and i also love that it isn't straight <laughs> i think that's self-explanatory but if i see like another show that's got like this big bang theory tim allen 9 p.m eastern standard time on cbs laugh track audience looking fuck um <laughs> i'm breaking open the wall i'm gonna crawl in there and i'm gonna let my partner patch that shit up because i just don't want anything else like that and i'm glad that i don't have it here and i'm glad that this show exists like it makes me feel queer joy. So good. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I love that. I think it's also great that like and correct me if like any of this sounds um like I'm I'm trying to make sense here, but like 
I feel like it's great to see these storylines where someone like you have queer characters but you don't make a thing of it and yeah. I'm not, not not to say that like oh you have to be gay but like tone it down like not not that at all but just the fact that it's just you don't see a story where like uh, someone comes out and be like I'm straight and like makes it their whole personality it just kind of is does that does that yeah, make sense? Like what I'm yeah, trying to say? Exactly, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because <laughs> I that's kind of what I like about it. Like something that I I maybe I don't care for. Maybe just because I see it so often now, and I think a lot of a lot of um, television shows where there is like a queer character, um, is it, like the sense that okay, here's an example. Like for the movie Love Simon, um, which is a really nice movie, I think, and it has kind of its its place and space. One of the top reviews for that movie, if you Google it, is like, this was a movie that needed to be made. And, like, that stresses me out a little bit because I think, like, it makes me question the intention of, of the film. It makes me mm-hmm. intention the question. It makes me question the intention of the media. Um, which isn't to say it, it's not a good film, but it's just to say, like, I think, what, like, people who are writing um, queer characters and queer stories have to be really careful about their intentions. Yeah, like, um, are you checking a box? Yeah, are you checking a box? Do you actually want to tell the story here? To walk around and talk about how gay they are all day, or you just want them to um, be gay on behalf of themselves and just kind of own that in a way that right. isn't, like, stereotyping and isn't queer baiting and isn't, like, performative. So, yeah, right. I completely agree. Yeah. So what was your second peak? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, What was my second peak? Oh, just... Uh, mine kind of goes along with your first one. Just oh, yeah. the entire sequence of Nadja having such a good time with Guillermo's family, um, to her own surprise, uh, and then uh, until they run after her um, as vampire slayers, I, I was having such a good time. That was like my favorite part of the entire episode because I just had no idea how it was going to go. Because like the second that Nadja sees that Guillermo's home, it's like oh no what's like is she gonna go along with it is she gonna like trouble's gonna happen is she like at first i was thinking oh she's gonna be mad because there's a bunch of like humans in her house and they can't know that they're vampires but then it turned into her being like oh yeah i'll I'll play with your story that i'm your girlfriend which was so interesting to me that like i like i said like she went right along with it and i just think that proves that they have a really good friendship or they have the potential to have a really good friendship. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see that. And, um, but then just seeing her have such a good time with them being like, Oh, I love Gizmo's family. Like who knew, yeah, you know? And like actually like conversing with them and like, um, being interested and laughing with them. And then the turn of all of them being vampire hunters and immediately turning, turning on her was so, good and just like the stakes the wooden stakes were high and um and i literally like i was genuinely concerned for nadia like as they all kept like throwing all this shit at her i'm just like they're gonna they're gonna hit her and i'm like this isn't that show this is not that show like you have to remember that but like the same with when the gun went off with um nandor and laszlo i was like they're gonna accidentally like shoot colin robinson and kill him but i'm like kayla this is not a high stakes drama like like it's not this show like you're fine but like i was like so worried for her and just like Mm -hmm. seeing her like have to run after them and then just the whole sequence with um guillermo putting himself physically between his family 
by like his biological family and his vampire family like that yes whole thing it was wonderful um i also loved with that sequence that we got to see so much of the house because i love the house so much it's so fun and i love whenever we get to just like literally walk through the hallways of it and like know the layout of the house and Mm -hmm. i love a good set and uh i I I loved seeing I love seeing the house um go from its semi normal like Victorian goth esque vibes to being completely destroyed and Just now it's kind nightmare. of yeah. yeah and now it's kind of um it's slowly getting back to uh, normal so seeing the details that went into that um was really cool and was fun to see yeah yeah it's interesting because it brings me back to that um random uh, commercial we got last week with the house flipping <laughs> flip, the, flip yourself. Like, all of the episodes this season are so intertwined in a way they never have been before to where it's like we're just sending you all of these like weird like sub uh subliminal messages yeah, subliminal messages like throughout the entire season about whatever like what does this commercial mean i'm still wondering i'm still racking my brain yeah so um with the last episode of the season being titled memories it just like gives me so much to think about i'm really excited for how Guys, we tie it all together is it memories or is it sunrise sunset because or is I am, it sunrise sunset i imdb has it listed as sunrise sunset and i am i uh, don't know what it means <laughs> i'm stressy i'm stressy stressy um, stress. oh the other thing we should talk about well, let's just talk about right now is the fact that some other some media sites were listening to wedding as episode nine um but obviously we know now that it's uh episode uh six episode six so it makes you wonder like was it was it intended to be like the episode that is kind of like the the um maybe like the cliffhanger before the season finale originally and then was there intention they had for moving it up i'm just so curious yeah i don't know i don't know if that's just like a they just literally just got the order wrong or if they like i don't think they they must not have switched it up at this point because if they go ahead if the wedding was supposed to be episode nine, like in this episode, Nadia calls Marwa Mrs. Nandor the Relentless. Right. So this was obviously supposed to happen after the wedding episode at this point. Like it could have just been like um, a miscommunication and people trying to put these things together and right. see like, oh, we, we know that these are the episode titles and I think this is the order of which they're going in. And I personally, if I was trying to like guess at those or try to like make context from like the little... Um, little things like clues that I got I would also put the wedding uh, um higher up in like the episode uh or, or lower I guess towards more towards the season finale because a title called the wedding seems like such a big thing to happen mm-hmm. and those things usually happen towards the end of seasons right so I wouldn't be surprised if that's why um but yeah I don't know I don't know what does it mean <laughs> I don't know like I that's what I'm thinking too because um you know like in my mind that's where I would put it too naturally is probably toward the end especially because I feel like this the idea that like Marwa now likes everything that Nandor likes kind of leaves things on a cliffhanger that yeah. would potentially be resolved in episode 10 what um, does it mean? and because multiple sites like I think I saw like three or four last night from different places all had the episode list that they had really? obtained yeah and all had that same like error I'm just curious if maybe that was the original intention. I have to go back and look at my screenshots from when I first got the episode list and I was looking at it, but I, it just makes me curious, like, if maybe that was a t- an attention at some point, but then maybe they made a decision, because editing's possible, you know? Yeah. Maybe they made a decision, like, that, oh, maybe we want this to be, like, a mid-season type of, like, thing to keep you hooked. 
Um, but I was just thinking about that. Like, what does it like? And it just to this, all of this is just to say that I think it makes the ending of this season all the more significant because if the intention was for the wedding to be the like the the second to the last episode, I think it's going to all be tied up with something having to do with Nander and Guillermo, and is going to be a big deal. So I'm excited but so nervous. Noivas. I'm nervous. Oh no! Ready to get my heart broken again? Maybe. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> happy we get to watch this together. Um, yeah, that's true. So, uh, did you have any like valleys for this episode? I didn't really have a valley for this episode. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I there wasn't anything where I was just like, I mean, there's really never is. I think where I'm like I didn't like that yeah. <laughs> but uh but maybe if I hear your valley I'll agree I don't know what's your valley <laughs> <laughs> um I d- I really like the duality of storylines here but I really wanted more of the girls together um yeah I know that wasn't this episode because this really was about uh about um Naja and Girma and I appreciate that I really do yeah. but this is all just to say like I'd like to see a whole plot line in the future dedicated to Naja and the guide and Marwa and little Naja's friendship and I also want Naja and the guide to kiss in an unrelated thought yeah um but those are all like I think these aren't all necessarily valleys it's just like when I saw that those four were going to all be together I was like oh yeah I'm ready for this plot line and then when it wasn't that I was like oh man I, I know still incredibly happy with how things worked out but I really do want that and I'd love to see that in future episodes or future seasons yeah, there was a moment where uh, when Nadia was like, I'm going to go get another drink. And I was like, oh, you're leaving the girls and I know that you're going to see Guillermo and that's going to be a yeah. whole thing. But I just really want you to stay with them and I just want to watch you guys watch yes. Mamma Mia. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I think I just want that as like five hours. Remember when they released like the, se- the six or seven hours of Guillermo like inside the coffin <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the season um, when he was being like packed, like like shipped? I want that, but just them watching Mamma Mia. Yeah, I think they should do it. In character. Um, all right. So let's let's tootle on over to our What We Do in the Shadows bingo board. It's bingo time. Thank you for buy Hammerspace on Twitter for the template. Thanks. Um, so this week we, of course, got some shit goes down to New Jersey. I yelled the second that Sean said something, something New Jersey. I'm like, shit's going down in New Jersey. I knew it. I knew it. I have a question. Did you know that... Something was happening in a New Jersey, uh, like one of these plots could have been a New Jersey thing. Like, did you know that with any information that you might have seen prior to the season, or was that just a genuinely really lucky guess? No, well, no, of course. Like when I read the episode titles, I saw Pine Barrens. I was like, that's New, that's a New Jersey. So that was my assumption. Cool. Um, I didn't know it was a real place. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that sounds like New Jersey. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've only driven through New Jersey. So. It was either that or like something goes down in the woods with the Baron. So I was like, nice. it's got to be one of those. I'm going to say New Jersey because they live in Staten Island. And why would uh, it be New Jersey? Look so. at you using context clues. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like tw- 11 or 12 of these left. I personally do not think we're going to get any of them. Um, I am so mad because we have all, two almost bingos, and all we need is Guillermo gets some therapy, which yeah. he clearly never, never is going to. Never. Or a Marvel movie guest star. Which I'm I just, betting my entire life on that one. I just, like, someone's got to just walk in. 
if Taika Waititi walks in, that would probably make it. Like, I need him. I'm at the point where I'm I don't think start, he's going to. I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm literally just going to, like, accredit him for, like, his pro- production credit in the credits. Like, I'm going to be like, there he is, and I'm just going to, like, fucking knock it out because it's not happening. It, it also kind of makes me insane that Doug Jones has never been in a Marvel movie, given his yeah. very long record as, like, a scary movie actor and like just like a sci-fi actor um fx actor so like you think he would like petition to put him in a marvel movie since he's like really cool um so yeah jones Um, i'm literally like (laughs) going through everybody like hmm it's just not gonna happen man like we just wait maybe um so the actress who plays marvel she was in shield does that count i was just gonna say (laughs) wait a minute why does the I was okay. I think we should count that. But we that said counts. Marvel movie. Did we? Yeah, you said uh, Marvel movie guest star. Rats. Well. Anyway, uh, everything sucks still, and we're still gonna lose um, our bingo <laughs> this season. Maybe next season we'll do better. Um, Caitlin, on a scale of one to five levels that Colin Robinson cleared on Roblox during this episode, <laughs> um, how many? Uh, how many of those would you give this episode out of five? I would give them four out of five. Nice. Levels cleared on Roblox. I really enjoyed this episode. I I think it really is just the balance of humor and heartfelt scenes in this. And um, it really did it for me. And it was also because we're, we're getting to the end of the season. How? I don't know. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I feel like sometimes, never with this show that I've found really, but with other shows, I feel like it could be almost like episode seven is kind of usually the filler episode. Yeah. Um, in comedies, where um, if you're gonna have anything big story arc wise, it'll happen in the last three episodes, sometimes just the last two. So this could have easily been like a whatever filler episode where we kind of forget some of the things that has yeah. happened earlier in the season, but mm-hmm. we didn't get that. It was still a very connected story a very well written story a very interesting story like i i just had a great time like i and yeah. there's never a dull moment with this show and i love it so much agreed here here like what did you rate it um well first i'll say i can't even remember the last time there was a filler episode of the show like I yeah I, all, yeah they all they all slay the house down boots um <laughs> i i love this show um, I love this episode very much. Uh, I gave it a four out of five as well because it like wasn't my favorite episode. Um, but it was definitely like really incredible. It deserves its flowers. The writers it's very, are really doing the most. It's like, very important. Episode. Yeah, it's very important too because this was Guillermo's coming out episode, which yeah, is big for his character. I mean, like we all knew. Like literally, when I hear when I heard him say like, "I'm gay," like I became that meme where it's like. <gasps> wait, why am I gasping? I already knew that, you know, (laughs) like just to, just to hear him say it, like he's hinted at it. And also we all been new, like we Mm -hmm. knew, but just to have his character be able to finally say this after four seasons out loud, um, I think was very important and it was very nice to see and I'm very happy for him as a character. Mm -hmm. Um, also if uh, I read this interview that, um, Harvey Guillen gave about, uh, that's like filming that scene and how like the first time he was just a lot of tears because it was very important to him. Aww. So I think it's very, I think it's just very special that he got to play this in this um, 
in this setting, so I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, I just fucking love this show, guys. It we is. should, we should watch the episodes and then record our thoughts on it because we both love this show so much. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Um, and we could call it like Lit by Moonlight or something. Or yeah. no, Lit by Shadows. Let's call it What We Do in the Moonlight. Because wow, it's like what we do in the too. shadows and our podcast name at the same time. Wow, that's a really good idea. Thank you. We can talk about it off pod. Don't know if it'll actually happen. Yeah. We got, a lot, got a lot on our plates, including this uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> what is this? Huh? Thank you for listening to What We Do in the Moonlight. Tune in next week when we go flip ourselves, whatever that means. Or I guess whatever the flip that means. Whatever the flip that means. See you then.